Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's topic, you did not demonstrate, part one. Here we go. One thing many managers struggle with, and we, we hear this quite often, is telling someone they didn't do well or that they didn't meet a standard. And when you're managing someone, the day-to-day performance communications answer is, of course, our feedback tool. So no surprises there to anybody who's been listening for a while. But, <laughs> but you got to admit, Mark, there are other situations where being direct is helpful, but the feedback tool really doesn't work in that situation. And we have one way to communicate shortcomings that we're going to share with you today that is direct and reasonably inoffensive to folks. Yeah, I'll tell you, we, we talk so much about the actual behaviors, um, which is so different from management thinking and, and delivery today. Everybody talks in terms of big picture, like seeing around corners and stuff like that, that I think sometimes it's easy to forget that the tactics are under, you know, or overseen or underlain by a strategy. And one of the fundamental strategies of uh, manager tools, one of the fundamental beliefs is it's about behavior. And there are a lot of people who say, you know, attitudes drive behavior. And we wouldn't argue that simply because that's not an easy argument to have because nobody can truly prove attitudes. But behaviors are what drive culture and performance and organizational success and so on. Certainly a change in culture can change behavior. Um, but if the culture, everybody says the culture changes, but behavior doesn't change, I would argue that the culture really hasn't changed. And what we find is people say, okay, I know the feedback model, the feedback tool, but okay, I don't know what to do in this different situation. And it's the underlying thing about, okay, what were the behaviors that we need to talk about that can affect how then we might talk about it? And um, a classic example are our performance reviews, which are about behavior, but they're for the organization as opposed to for the individual. Um, and also interviews where you may have to communicate somebody's shortcomings, but you've got to figure out a way to do it. And people say, well, I don't have the feedback tool. What do I do? I, I don't know what to do. I don't, people ask me this all the time. I don't, well, without the feedback model, you know, I can't give feedback in a review. I can't give feedback. I can't use the feedback model on somebody I interviewed. No, you're right. What you can do is talk about people's behavior. And if you use that as an idea, then you get to the guidance of you didn't demonstrate something. In other words, what we recommend is you say you didn't demonstrate X, X being whatever it is you're looking for or whatever it is the context or the situation requires of the role or of the interview. We're not saying the person doesn't have it. We're saying they didn't demonstrate it. And when the person says, oh, I have that, I have that, I have that, of course, and this will be another cast, you could say, well, that may be true, but there's no evidence of that in this interview. And interviewing is, a, is the second worst form of, of evaluating people in the world, and all the others are tied for last. Or when a candidate says at the end of the year, you know, I am capable of doing that, we can say, yeah, okay, we don't pay for capabilities, we pay for actual behaviors. You didn't demonstrate that those behaviors are possible for you, or they certainly weren't in evidence this past year. So we use the phrase you didn't demonstrate as a way of focusing on behavior rather than talking. And when we focus specifically on behavior rather than talking about the person, this is what so many managers do wrong, or talking about suggesting that somebody doesn't have the potential to learn something. And so that's what we'll do. We'll talk about the actual behavior. We'll give you some examples in this cast of how to say you didn't demonstrate. We'll talk about behavior and we'll talk about why it is so important, folks, to avoid talking about the person or about their potential. Okay, so let's talk about that phrase. because And you picked that phrase for 
a very specific reason. You didn't, yeah. you didn't demonstrate. Yeah. It's smart and it's, <laughs> it's, it's easy. so easy. It and and so again, easy. this is just like the feedback tool. I mean, the feedback tool, if you know it, you know, hey, can I give you some feedback? When you do X, here's what happens. Can you change that? Or hey, can you, you know, when you do that, here's what happens. Thank you. We want that to be memorizable. I use the example with American managers of the Pledge of Allegiance, wherever, which every kid in America who's raised in America knows. And we want you to forget about the, the words and the feedback model because we want you to focus on the behavior. By the same token, we want you to memorize the phrase you didn't demonstrate. And then all you have to do is talk about what the standard is, what the context is. Uh, if we're trying to hire somebody who has sales skills, you didn't demonstrate appropriate sales skills. And hopefully you have specific examples, although you don't always have to give specific examples. If you simply say, you didn't demonstrate to me satisfactorily that you have or you did this thing that we're looking for. And the fact is, if you keep in mind the words you didn't demonstrate, you can change them a little bit and you understand, which we'll talk about in this cast, why that is so important. It's easy to feel very confident saying it. Yeah. Um, so let me give you some examples. You could say to somebody who you're evaluating at the end of the year in performance review, Bob, unfortunately, you didn't demonstrate effective presentation skills. That's not to say you don't have them or that you can't develop them. Okay, that's as, as clear an indication of I'm not talking about you and whether you have these things or not. But folks, we don't pay people for their capabilities or for their inner talents. We pay people for their using, applying the talents with their behaviors to generate results for the organization. Okay, another example. You didn't demonstrate mastery of the analytical tools necessary for high performance. Now, some of you might say, well, wait, wait, wait mastery, what's, what's mastery? Um, well, mastery is a word you see all the time in, in, in job descriptions around interviews and for reviews. Now, interestingly, people say, why are we connecting interviews and reviews? It's simple, because they're connected around the job. We hire someone against a job description. Hopefully we have one. Maybe it's not written down, but there ought to be some clarity if somebody's done the job before. And job descriptions are written a certain way. I would argue poorly in many cases, but they give a general idea of what it is we're looking for. We interview against that job description. And then, of course, at the end of the year, we evaluate against that job description, generally speaking. No, it's not perfect. And yes, it could be better. But that's the reason why we use the example of you didn't demonstrate in these two instances, interview and review, because it's the start and the end, the alpha and the omega of the behavioral process that someone goes through. Are they good enough to get the job because they have the behaviors we're looking for? Okay, I'm sorry, that they, they can engage in the behaviors we're looking for. And then at the end of the year, did they or did they not engage in the behaviors we're looking for? And that is where the you did not demonstrate fits so perfectly is that end of year review. I like the word uh, mastery in particular because I think it suggests that, not that you don't have any skills around analytical tools, they're just not good enough, right? So it it, yeah. it, it invites less argument. Well, I have analytical skills. Yeah, yeah, see, no, I, I would see it different. I, I agree with you. That makes it easy. If we put the word mastery in a job description or we talk about it in, a, in an end of year review, a lot of people would say what you're saying, Mike, the problem is it leaves everything to the imagination. In fact, we hate competencies at Manager Tools, and there are many people listening go, really? Gosh, I, I think our company uses competencies. Yeah, folks, sorry, we hate them because they're not behaviors. 
And one of the things I will say is competencies are an effort, a, a well-intentioned effort to avoid, to eliminate words like mastery. Now, unfortunately, in many cases, the, the competency industry uses the word mastery, but mastery is, unless you can have a specific measure, which no one does that I'm aware of, it essentially leaves it up to the person who's drawing the conclusion. Well, yes, you're very good at it, but you haven't mastered it, in my opinion. Um, and that, that essentially, as we'll talk about later, leaves a lot of people in sort of a gray area that I don't think is fair to people. Hmm. Uh, if you focus on behavior, mastery is a standard. It, it is a standard. It's just an upon, uh, unagreed upon standard. It's in the eye of the beholder. Another example, there wasn't evidence in your interview of strategic thinking. Now, this doesn't say... You don't, you're not a strategic thinker. It doesn't say you haven't done strategic thinking in the past, but if we're going to interview you within the context of an interview, we need evidence that you have good strategic thinking, assuming, of course, that the job requires strategic thinking. Okay. Next, in this evaluation period, you didn't demonstrate the necessary improvement. Okay. Now, one assumes that this is a late stage coaching situation where part of a person's performance evaluation was around them improving because maybe last year it said next year you need you're going to need to improve from 45 to 81 on this particular standard and if in fact they didn't get to 81 then they didn't demonstrate the necessary improvement another example you didn't demonstrate the requisite skill in marketing planning that this job requires and i know i use requisite and requires and they have the same root word there but i took that right out of a of an interview result that I saw. And the point here is, is that marketing planning is something we're looking for, marketing planning skills. And there's a certain standard that we have assigned, ascribed, that is a minimum, and this person doesn't have it. Now, there may in fact be somebody that we say no to for a different reason than that. You can say no to somebody because they don't have the minimal skills, or you could say no to them because somebody else has more skills or is a better fit. Um, but in this case, one of the ways you can say no is say you didn't demonstrate the requisite skill or you didn't demonstrate the most skill in this area of anyone I've seen. And this is the skill area that is most valued to me. Yeah. So let's go back to the point you made earlier, because the fact is you're not saying they don't have the skill. No, no. Oh, they may have it in space. In fact, it's entirely possible that they have it and they have more of it than the person I just interviewed exactly. who actually has less of it but he or she demonstrated more of it. There you and, go. And if you're going to say, well, therefore we should hire this as a person, I would say, perhaps you're right in the artificial world where interviews don't exist and there's a better way to evaluate people. But in fact, we don't have that world. We have interviews. And if we're going to conduct interviews, then we're going to believe that there's some validity to them. And in fact, what companies have been doing for years is hiring poorly in part because we send some guy who we believe his gut is good and he says something like, I just talked to us, speaking of which, I just talked to a COO the other day of a hospital and um, I asked him about the CEO that they had just brought on board. He says, oh yeah, I, I hired him. I hired her. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, okay. You know, it's okay. Okay, well, good. Good for you. I doubt that. It generally doesn't work that way. But yeah. Hey, hey, what um, the heck? Yeah. Well, we're trying to make a precise point. We're only saying that a necessary skill or behavior or ability or whatever buzzword your firm uses to talk about performance wasn't used or shown in such a way that was visible in the interview 
or during the course of the evaluation. Think about it this way, guys. The end of year review that you get is an evaluation of a period of time, a year. The results of your interview are an evaluation of a period of time, the interviews you went through. Do you think that some folks in our audience, folks, particularly folks who have been with us a long time, are going to, I don't know, this is gonna strike them as a little bit less than purely behavioral, yeah. which is what we talk about a lot? Yeah. Um, I thought you don't have an answer no, for that, no, do you? No, it's, <laughs> no, it's, it, we're not trying to draw conclusions about people. When we say that a necessary skill or ability or whatever wasn't used, and then we mention the standard, What's happening here is the context of the interview or the review is a standard. It, there is a standard, whether or not you get hired or what the minimum is or what is to get a 2% raise or a 3% raise or to keep your job or to stay in the, the, the top quartile or the middle quartile or with, you know, whatever the case might be. Those things, those standards are part of the context in which the behavior is evaluated, okay? You're right, some people will say, wait a minute, this isn't exactly behavioral. It is, we're, you, we're looking at behavior, we're listening to behavior in the interview, but we're applying it against the standard. Our focus on behaviors as managers in the day-to-day -day world is made much easier because we observe our team members directly. We know what their role is, even though a lot of times people would say, I, I'm not sure I could elucidate or I could elaborate or, or verbalize what the role is or what the standards are. But when we have to provide performance communications in a context like reviews or interviews, where other factors, not necessarily behavioral, are involved, we have to find a balance between the behaviors we're seeing in the interview that we're looking for to fulfill the job and the standards that the job has and the context within which that job occurs. Look, okay, here's an example. A manager tools manager might give um, feedback several times in the course of a year along the lines like this, okay? It's for a marketing job. Hey, Mark, can I give some feedback? Sure, boss, what is it? When you don't consider advertising firm business cycles in our ad buys, it increases our total program costs. I learned that lesson the hard way, by the way. <laughs> um, okay, that's a completely legitimate use of the feedback model. This person who's being evaluated for the job, uh, for, for their end of year review, um, didn't consider how advertising firms have business cycles and therefore timed the buys of advertising in such a way that uh, it was hard for the advertising firm to support it and total costs went up based on the contract. Okay. And this happened a few times because it was a young person and they weren't thinking strategically yet. And so they only thought about the next day or the next week the way we all did when we were 20 or 21 or 22. And some of us maybe when we were 30. So you might say that several times in a year and the person, hopefully the director would say, you're right, boss, sorry, I'll do better. But in an end of year review, that's probably too much detail. Also, there's probably not room to list every instance of a failure to meet a standard in a particular area on a performance review. That's a good point. I mean, I don't, on reviews, you're not supposed to list every single yeah, thing a person can. did or didn't do in a performance well, review. I yeah, mean. and the, you're right. And, and people don't understand why that's so. Performance reviews are for the organization. They exist to help the organization do succession planning, whether the organization uses them that way or not. 
And the reason that's important is it would be too much data for the organization's representative, whoever the VP of HR or some chief operating officer or some division senior person or whatever, it would be too much data for all of those folks to read about everything everyone did. So by definition, we're supposed to characterize, we're supposed to generalize to some degree in a performance review. In the performance review, right? Well, yeah, because the performance review you can be generalized all the time. Yeah. <laughs> the problem today is that most managers are so far away from specific performance communications in their day-to-day -day lives that when they generalize further from where they already are, which is a highly generalized level, long lines of, hey, listen, I need you to be better with the ad, ad companies over there. Okay, thanks, man. Awesome, right? Or I'm not going to talk to him. I'm only going to see if it, if it doesn't stop this year. Because they're already general, and then we abstract it up yet another level, the information in most reviews is meaningless. I mean, I, I'm not kidding. I, I didn't write this cast for this reason. Wendy and I had a conversation about it. I realized... We had never shared this, this construction, the, the, the phrase, you didn't demonstrate. But I found a video on YouTube the other day, which was an HR person or a technical person or a training person demonstrating some software that managers could use at his or her firm. His firm, actually. This is a guy doing this, this thing. And it was like a Camtasia thing where they showed this guy doing a, a video saying this is how this is our software to help you prepare your performance reviews and it just so happened i clicked to go forward a little bit and it showed this guy and he said one of the great features is if you don't know what to write there's a series of pre-written comments that you can just copy and paste into this person's review that you're filling out online awesome <laughs> I mean, literally, I mean, I think that might be a video that would go in the Galactically Stupid Hall of Fame. <laughs> it's a bit like saying the, the manager tools feedback model is so good. We're going to tell you exactly what to stay and say in step three. I don't know what the feedback is you're giving. I don't know what they did, but I'm going to tell you exactly what to say in step three when you, after you start out with here's what happened. I mean... Really, you can, you can actually tell a manager what they should write about an individual whom you've never met? We can abstract it up to such a level that it can be just boilerplate crap that some HR specialist or technician wrote about somebody? And by the way, they sell us to a lot of different industries, so that phrase works in a number of different industries at a number of different levels of the job? Are you kidding? I mean, it's it's ludicrous. It's literally, they went to plaids. I mean, you know, he went plaid. Immediately. Yeah, just immediately. <laughs> right. So, so the problem is that we have to be a little bit more general, but we still have to be tied to behavior. Okay? If you want a chance to be taken credibly in a review, or if you choose to give feedback about an interview, which we recommend, we'll talk more about that in a minute, you've got to do something along the way. Otherwise, giving this, by the way, giving this level of feedback, if you haven't used the feedback model, is, is people will be stunned that you've been paying that close attention to the things they did or didn't do. But this is one of the benefits of communicating about performance throughout the year in little bits and pieces along the way, F feedback model or whatever other tool you use. Um, your directs won't mind a slight abstraction, a slight generalization, or a comparison to whatever standard there is for their job. 
if they're not surprised because you've been talking about their behavior all along. If you talk about their behavior all along and then you talk about their behavior in context against the interview or whatever else, they'll be fine with it. But we're not doing that on a daily basis, so many of us. And then we get really generic in a review and managers say, well, I don't know what to say. Now you know what to say. What you need to do is build the credibility throughout the year. And then the phrase you use at the end of year or in an interview, which is the other extreme at the beginning of a relationship, you say you didn't, you know, if somebody doesn't do well, you didn't demonstrate something that the job reasonably requires, or you didn't demonstrate it to the level that justifies you getting a five, for instance. So we'll go back to our example for a section. Second, in the person's review about that we were talking about this marketing person, there's a part in the review about technical skills or professional skills. We have to give performance communication, but we don't use the feedback model. Here's how it sounds. You didn't demonstrate the requisite skill in marketing planning that this job requires. Okay. And this is not just about behavior. It's also behavior against a standard. In this case, the skill requirement of marketing planning. And in this case, the standard is it requires it. And look, that's absolutely reasonable feedback to give somebody in the form of a performance evaluation, end of year evaluation, because that's what reviews are for, to help the organization how, understand how somebody did relative to what the organization thinks the job is and or should be. Now, look, the, the most likely opportunity most of us have to use this phrase, you didn't demonstrate, is in writing or verbally during a performance review. Some managers will use our guidance on performance reviews, which is some of my favorite casts. It's four casts, two two-part casts about how to prepare and then how to deliver a review. And we talk about two different ways to write the written portions. It gives you not <laughs> phrases to use all <laughs> off of a computer somewhere where a person doesn't know your people at all, but rather gives you two different, one slightly shorter, one a little longer um, ways to structure your writing, much like the feedback model, gives you a structure to how to talk to people about performance. But after you write that, you can then say, and to elaborate a little bit, you didn't demonstrate this that I was looking for. You didn't demonstrate this. When you did this, it showed that you didn't meet the standard here. So it's very straightforward. It's just a different construction of words, a different phrase to get us to talk about behavior. You can't say, to somebody, you didn't demonstrate intelligence. Well, I'm sorry. You can. I'm sorry. You can say that. You, you can say you didn't demonstrate intelligence. You have. You said that to me. You said that to me several times. No, don't say that's horrible. If you start talking about things other than people's behavior and you tell them that they don't have it, you're going to hurt their feelings. Or if they're tough, you're not going to hurt their feelings. You're just going to drive a wedge between you and them. And we'll, we'll talk more about that in just a bit. Thanks, everyone. That's it for today. We'll see you next week. Have a great one. So long, folks.